fun fact about me. I am half Native American. That is a fun fact. Well, like what? Yes, sir. What native uh, tribe? Odawa. And where is that like? Where does that originate from as far as a tribal? Uh, Northern Michigan in the UP, Upper oh. Peninsula area. Okay. And, uh, yep. Okay. That's what's up from the, from the UP. And what was the yeah, tribe man. called again? Odawa. Odawa. Okay. Odawa tribe. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is your boy Smo, the host with the most. Don't put too much butter on that toast, unless it's plant-based, of course. And you are listening to the Smo Knows Podcast. We are up in here tonight. I've got a very popular rapper in the building, Grizzly, a.k.a. Kodiak. Your friend and mine, Smokey, the one, the only, I am Barry. Y'all make some noise for him. What's up, Barry? How you doing tonight? I am fantastic. How are you? Good, good, man. It's great to have you on the show finally. We've been talking about it for a while, and uh, yeah, we've, been, we've been focused on, uh, on goals and, instead of uh, having podcast sessions. So now that we've, yes, gotten, we've gotten a couple of our goals out of the way and we're building out here uh, right now together, I thought it was a good idea to just have you on the podcast, uh, introduce you to my kinfolk, uh, give them a chance and an opportunity to get to know you before they even really dive into your music if they haven't already become a fan like myself. Uh, so it's good to have you on the show tonight. And, uh, you know, we're just going to kick this thing off in the most original way possible. Bear, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am from Michigan. Um, I make music, obviously. That's why I'm here. I'm a family man, brother. You know That's I mean? right. You've got you've got kids. Yes, sir, I do. How many kids you got? I got two littles, man. My son is four and my daughter's seven. Mm, man, the young'uns. The young'uns. See, all mine have already grown up. My youngest one's about to turn 18, so all of mine are out of the den already. So I uh, feel for you, man. You're in the beginning stretches of life. How does it feel? It's a great time, let me tell you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your favorite thing about being a dad? Man, it's just the experiences, you know? They they bring so much joy to me. Sometimes I I literally I sit back and I just watch them and I'm just like wow you know what I mean. So I I just think just them being around and them assisting and changing my life the whole the whole package the whole situation has been it's been a blessing, man. That's because they're young. You wait till they get a little bit older and all them <laughs> blessings start turning to dollar signs and it's like uh, daddy daddy's the cash flow. But no, it's all yeah. it's all a beautiful thing even. Uh, with my oldest daughter, she turns 22 uh, next week. Gosh, man, Monday. Golly. Uh, and then my awesome. youngest one turns 18, like I was saying, uh, in April, graduates from high school. So, man, enjoy those moments of being a, being a dad when they're young. It, it doesn't get worse. It just gets a little bit more uh, difficult. And, uh, but the joys, you know, the joys are still there. It's, uh, you can't, you can't trade those off, but i tell you one thing that I have noticed as I've gotten old, being a, a father is everything that my pops told me was going to happen has come true. He's like the Nostradamus of pops, you know, that whole <laughs> thing about when you get older, your, your kids are going to put you through just as much hell as you put me through. Man, tenfold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Uh, That's what I hear, man. That's what they tell me, too. Facts. Paybacks. Facts, baby. It's all facts. 
Uh, so aside from being a dad, what else have you got going on in your like your personal life? We'll dig into a little bit personally. Let's start off by, you know, instead of Bear, what do you, what's your real name? My name is Jonathan. Jonathan, that's a good name. My name's John, so I can't complain about that. And uh yes, sir. and you you said you live where exactly? Like what's your geotag? I live in MLA City, Michigan. Michigan. How close is that to like uh Flint? I live 25 minutes away from Flint. Okay, so you're not far. Though I know Flint because I do a lot of shows there at the machine shop. Man, love that place. Love Flint as much as it's gotten, you know, kind of like the shit into the stick uh, in, yeah. the, in the water, at least. Um, great place and amazing people. Every time I go, I never get disappointed with what Michigan has to offer. Uh, yeah, so, Flint gets a bad rap, man, but it's they, really a great place. They get a bad rap. And uh, I'll tell you what, I got some family that live in Warren, um, okay. right around Nine Mile. Shout out to Cousin Curtis. Uh, he is an OG. He's got three tattoos of me on his body. That's how much he loves his cousin Smoke. <laughs> Shout out to Cousin Kurt. So you're a Michigan That's boy, cool. born, in, born and raised in Michigan? Yes, sir. Okay. That's cool. And still there rocking it. What are you doing for a daytime gig? Uh, I, I work for the post office. Dope. Literally. Yep. And I, yep. I work for the post office and I also, um, I do, uh, a lot of metaphysical type things. Ah, sure. so shamanistic kind of guy. Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. Before I dive into the mystics of that, let me touch on that postal job. So what exactly, if you can, if you're allowed to talk about it, what do you do at the post office? Are you like the package guy? Are you like the plugs plug? I no, <laughs> I deliver. Um, oh, so you so you are the plug. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in that little that little box truck driving around and, uh, you know, getting everybody their packages. Man, you know, there's a lot of people that are happy to see you every day. Yeah, there, man, there really is. It's so funny. They, it's like uh, even dogs too. When they when they hear and see that truck, man, they go nuts. And then people run out like, "Yes, you're here. Yes, yes. <laughs> you got my check. You got my." Yeah. You got my packs. <laughs> you got yeah. some form of my come up is in your possession. That's yeah. a that's an awesome gig, man. But I love my post lady. She's a she's a G. She drives it all the way up my driveway if I have something that's too big to go in the box because my driveway's like 300 yards from the road and oh, man. and she loves my dog. So if she's coming up the road, she's equipped with treats and she'll make sure that Pearl gets a few <laughs> treats when she's dropping off the packs. But my, That's awesome. my male lady is the plug. So we love her. Big shout out to all my postal workers across the globe, yeah. keeping them packages flowing, baby. It's a great job, man. I really enjoy it. That's cool. You got any uh, interesting stories from work? Like what, it, let me ask you this. What's the craziest thing that you had to deliver? that you knew <laughs> you don't have to incriminate yourself i'm just you know crazy yeah. was there a vibrating no, box it, was it a leg you know what it, it was it, it was it's was so funny man i'm, I'm glad you asked this I've, I've been waiting for somebody to ask this question <laughs> um i had pulled up to this lady's house i had picked up the package and it literally was vibrating and I was like, oh, shit. And it wasn't, it, it was real discreet. It wasn't, it was an unmarked box other than just the name and the posted. So, right. you know, what comes in the unmarked boxes uh -huh. and it starts vibrating. And, uh, anyways, box? I get out the, now it's, I don't know, you know, discreet little small um, box. Yeah. A modest, yeah. a modest box. 
Yeah, modest box, exactly. Just a flaccid, yeah. modest box, you know, <laughs> nothing nothing too fragile, nothing breakable. Yeah. So I so I so I get out of the truck and then this lady opens the door and she she was, you know, she's pretty good looking lady, you know, probably right. in her forties, you know. I was like, you know, all right. Sounds about so right. So I go up, I go up and I hand her this package and the look on her face, she was so she, she was, was like so she was like Yes, he has arrived. <laughs> yeah, you had the and goods. I knew I, from her reaction, I knew then what it was, and it was just—I had the satisfaction go through my body like like a little kid on Christmas, and I was like, "Dude, I can't believe this just happened." Priceless, <laughs> priceless, and um, I, you know, she was inside watching the tracking number. She was watching yeah. you coming down the road, all that stuff. That's so funny. So uh, <laughs> aside from delivering the packages, that's pretty much the the wrap at work. Like you you come in, you hop in the truck, you see uh, Frank, and Frank's like, we got your truck loaded up. It's all good, Jonathan. Have a great day. You drive around mm-hmm. Michigan in a little post truck through rain, sleet, snow, delivering the packs, making people yeah. smile. That's, that's your daytime gig. Yes, sir. Man, I am jealous jealous man shout out to you for holding it down <laughs> for the great states of america making sure we get the packages that's important all right so let me ask you a question now i know that you're the postman and you're the you're the plug uh how did that transpire from you being the postman to being bear the rapper jonathan the postman evolves into bear the rapper how did that happen <laughs> Um, well, I did music before I did the post office, so um, okay. So the music that came, came that first. That came first. That's good. Yeah, music came first. Then it makes um, sense. Now I know how the, the postman came about. That's how you get the workout. You were sliding yeah. CDs in people's mail, right? Bro, I can't say officially on air that yeah, that's what I did. That's but the hustle. It's possible. <laughs> it's a hustle. possibility that there there might have been some promotion in there. That's dope. That's dope. Because I mean, I I went from rapping to doing construction work to rapping at the same time to eventually having to stop doing construction work because music took over you know so how do you beautiful thing yeah how do you uh manage how do you balance all of that man like being the rapper being the postman being the dad being the shaman i make i make time man i'm i'm a big fan of doing scheduling and and treating everything that i do with respect and Mm. So, so each day, you know, I'll dedicate a certain amount of time to, you know, whatever it is I'm going to work on that day. So let's say tomorrow I got a couple hours in the studio. I go in for those couple hours and I, I start when I say, and I end when I say. That's good management right there. That's got to, cause it, it, it gets sloppy if you don't. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I mean, that's most people's downfall is that they can't manage. Even if like, as an artist being creative, it would, it seems like it's really difficult to be able to manage the control on the creative process because as an artist you just want to create 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 you know so yes man what a what a gift to be able to pump the brakes on that and move to the next goal and i think that's that's something that even i'm trying to manifest better in my life is not only time management but just patience in general and seeing things seeing that things have their own space so that's what a blessing and a gift good for you to be able to maintain that so as the rapper bear 
um, I have to know where did the name come from? Well, it is part of being Native American. Uh, my actual Native American name is Danau Nekwa Indu, which is gentle bear I am. And um, it was only fitting with what I do in life, metaphysically and music wise, that I embraced all sides of me. And that's why my bear is is gray because it's it's an ancestor that protects me. Mm. So I, I pay I pay homage to my to my ancestor by essentially becoming them. So so it was really like your roots, your heritage, and yes, your were were your parents both of the same heritage? Yes, my mom more so than my dad. My dad is more uh, Scottish. He had Blackfoot. Uh, my mom. She's uh she's full blown, you know. So it was like domestication on it was heritage and domestication. I imagine your parents raised you like very tribal. Is that a good way to to say that tribal? It seems respectful. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I my dad was <clears throat> was Catholic, um, pretty hardcore Catholic, and my mom being more spiritual. They never really truly seen eye to eye on that, so they didn't force me to choose either side. They kind of let me you know, be the individual that I am. And I just navigated more towards spirituality. I don't like to really get into the whole religion thing because it puts barriers on, on things. You know what I mean? And right. For sure. Did your surroundings and your, your upbringing, did that have anything to do with your, uh, your love for music? Are you getting into music? Were any, anybody in your family, were they musicians or artists or poets? Yeah. I, I come from a family of rockers Oh, and um, and when it comes to me, it skipped a generation. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the rock music, I have appreciation for it, but I was able to, um, um, you know, a lyricist, um, make beats, things of that nature. Right. And as for getting getting into the music, I didn't really embrace it until my sister had passed away, and um, then something inside me switched, and I needed that outlet, and that's when uh, you know rhyming became that medicine for me. Right. Do you think that that comes out in your music much or is it really just, I mean, it, it's, it's all, it's like a full circle to me It's balance, you know, um, when you see, when you see it and you hear it, you know, you're going to get the full picture. Sometimes people get confused. They're like, damn, dude, you sound so fierce, but you're so calm. And I'm just like, man, you know, that's how a bear is. That's you know, the bear. He's calm when he's got, yep, he's yeah, calm that's... when he's got to be, but when he's got to make a point or make something happen, then the bit, you know, that, that grizzly nature comes out. Right. So with your family being, as you said, rockers, what was, what can you recall being your first music experience? Man, they used to listen to uh, Black Sabbath and Metallica and, really? you know, all sorts of, yeah. And, you know, as a kid, I really enjoyed watching, you know, them make music and jamming and play guitar and drums or whatnot. I was like, damn, this is tight. I just didn't have that. It like skipped me. Right. And then, the, then I figured out I could, you know, I could write music and do all other things. I was like, well, that's cool. When you say skip me, do you mean like as far as that genre that skipped you and went to rap? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, playing the guitar, I can, bro, my hands are so big, I can't play the guitar if, if somebody were to pay me to do it. I'd be like, you know what, <laughs> it's going to cut, cut my losses on playing guitar. But I can really, um, I can kind of hear that rock element in your vocal, you know, like there yeah. is that rasp, uh, heavy, melodic, because you even, you know, you have some good melody to you, some good harmonics and everything. And uh, I was listening to this song that you sent me, uh, angels cry like li just listen to your vocal right here yeah, the 
nation's out of control. We focus on this evil. People dying and broke. The virus is smoke. People out here really struggling while the government tries to cover it up. Y'all loving it. So many citizens are losing the I mean, you can you can hear the harmony in your voice in this record. Powerful record, bro. fucking bums. That's what they say it now. They talking down on us. Got us bragging about these calibers like y'all some amateurs. Got us case rashing like scavengers. Challenges, pistols, even calluses. About to turn to brandishes. We have turned to savages. Holy disadvantages. The magic is in the chalices. And understanding this damages wealthy statuses. They don't want us to survive. Cause that's what balance is. Another body slain in the street. Mm. What are they saying? Heard the angels crying, they scream murder, murder. Man, that record right there, I don't even want to give too much of it away because I know that's unreleased right now, but it's one that you hey, share with me. Man, it's it, it's such a powerful record, but you can hear in your like in your tone uh that almost rock that you say skipped you. I don't think it skipped you. I just think that it it came out in a different way, you know what I'm saying? And you're a great yeah. lyricist too, man. So let me ask you a question. Um, when did you decide to take a shot at being an artist? I didn't even ask you in the beginning, and I don't really care to ask people how old they are, um, but how old are you? I'm, I'm 36. So 36 years old. So at what point... Yes, sir. At what point did you decide to take a shot at being an artist? You know what it is? It's it's such a complex answer with that. It's what I'm supposed to do here on this earth is, is help people. So from the moment I have picked up the pen in 2005 to now, it, it was it's just been one of those things where I have to be that. And over the last year, I really, try, you know, I've really embraced it. I mean, it's fun. Let's, let's first and foremost, it's fun. I really enjoy being the artist um, because I love to create, but I even more so love the fact that I'm able to really reach people. Like when you listen to my music, you can be like, whoa, right, right. that's just crazy. And I mean, it comes with a certain responsibility as well, you know, because you know yes. that you're putting something out there that's going to resonate with someone and you know they're gonna it's gonna fall on ears and those ears are gonna listen and possibly even follow so there's a certain sense of responsibility that comes with uh the job as well you know how do you yeah. how do you feel about uh you know how you're gonna be able to lead people into a better way do you feel like you've got that leadership oh man i've, I've accepted that leadership responsibility and i accept it with so much respect and the song the, actually the songs that I write, um, this is where the mist, you know, the mysticism part of it comes in. When I when I write these certain songs that, that are intended to be this powerful, I actually channel ancestors, angels. Yes, I write the song, but they assist me in it, and that's why they're so powerful. Man, that's that shamanistic coming out. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's it's a wonderful process. So um, the angels Angels Cry actually channeled Archangel Michael and Archangel Gabriel. Wow. That's those are real angels. <laughs> those aren't those aren't made up fictitious angels. Those are the real deal. The real deal, buddy. So how, let me ask you a question. How did you become who you are in the enlightened sense? Was that something that was also a heritage thing? Did that was that an ancestral thing? 
I think everybody has the ability to be that way. But for me to get to where I am now, I literally had to walk through the depths of hell that I put myself into lifetime over lifetime. And when, when it comes to unlocking these gifts, you have to essentially let the tower fall down and everything that you thought you knew is tested. So it, it's not, it's not sunshine and butterflies, I guess is what I'm saying. It's been a very dark, dark journey, you know, dark night of the soul. I think my main goal is to, to help people. Somebody's going to hear something that I said or that I went through and they're going to be like, damn, I've, I felt like ain't nobody knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bear does. Cause I, when it comes to mental health, especially bro, um, it, a lot of the music I make is for people who have struggled with mental health. Right. Yes. I have, I have, I have been through some of the darkest shit that anybody could ever go through. Well, I've always been a firm believer that you have to drag yourself through the bottom in order to even imagine what the top could feel like. So let me ask you a question as far as your sound. Like I really love your vocal tone, but you've got a great tone. Where did you come up with that sound? I mean, to be honest, I I don't know how to answer that. That's just <laughs> the way just, it came out. Yeah, it's just the way it came out. And and I know a lot of a lot of artists when they record their vocals, they like to stack it. Everything you ever hear from me is only one main vocal, one ad lib, and I might add a hype track of some random shit in the background. Yeah, that's the way I like it. Yeah, well, it it also forces you to perfect your craft, so yeah. you can't mask things up. You know, when you're only playing one main vocal, you know, you really got to be on point. For sure. Yeah, those- I used to actually be able to sing. Man, what happened? I started smoking. <laughs> ah, damn. Yep. I think eventually, um, because I can harmonize pretty well, and I, you know, I'd have to show you some tracks that I have done. You'd be like, "Oh shit, no." Yeah, um, so should. I think in the future, creative wise, I definitely would like to um, gain more control of over what my voice can do. Man, it's already sounding real good. I'll give you that. Where did you pull your like your first uh, production at your beats? Where did you get your beats from? The very first productions I had, um, yeah. me and my buddies, man. Just you know, making we, them. We sat down. Yeah, you know, were they hits? No, but it was all about, you know, finding that sound. And have you ever heard of the Dayton family? Oh yeah. All right, so I was really heavily influenced by Dayton family. Cause you know, I, I lived just, you know, short hopping and skip away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when we started making beats, we, you know, we used them as that, you know, um, as like a template, you know, right. and try to create our, create our own sound. And uh, it was fun, man. So it's just like you Looking, and your homies, you still work with them? Uh, Some, yeah, you know, some, no, not, not everybody's, you know, built for the music industry longevity wise. Oh man. They come and go, don't and, they? Yeah. And, and I, I don't mean that with any, any uh, disrespect towards what they do either. Right. Um, it's just the it's, facts. Of it's the a different beast. You know? the, the music industry is a different beast, man. Yeah, man. That's just where I started. Uh, I was very angry and misguided when I was younger and you listen to music then versus now, you'd be like, is this the same person? You'd be like, what the fuck? Right, right, um, of course. Um, but yeah, just where I started, and then the journey brought me to where I'm at now. Time of my life, man. You know, we get together, drink, smoke blunts, make beats. Did you? It was a good time. Were you like one of the beat makers, or were you like on the side, like, ooh, yeah, 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 let me write to that? Or was you? were you involved Both. on the beats? 
both. Um, I had more, I didn't have knowledge on how to use the equipment, but I had the ear, I could hear it in my head. So, um, so I would kind of assist. They'd work the equipment. I would kind of, you know, producer. Hey, do this. The executive producer of the group, ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up for Barry. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. Do you ever mm-hmm, go into, mm-hmm. do you ever sit down and write a record designing it for your consumer? Um, that is a great question, man. I can't say that I do. I, I asked my angels to guide me on on what the record should be about. And as long as I straight stay true to what they want, I know the record will reach the places it needs to reach. Man, that's, that's great. That's a real good freedom to have. I hope you never have to lose that. I, I like, I like challenges of writing. I mean, you, you yourself, you know, you heard some music that I did and you're like, you gave me some pointers and I went to the drawing boards. And, and I came, you know, crushed it. I made some adjust. You know what I mean? I, I just, I love that challenge. So when it comes to actually writing songs, you know, if it came to a position where they're like, Hey, I need you to write this type of song. Okay. As long as I'm not compromising what, what the mission at hand for the, me the message, and what I'm here to, yeah. What I'm here to do on this earth, then I'm all about it. But if I'm, if they're trying to get me to, <laughs> to speak on and sell things that have nothing to do with my purpose here, then mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen. Yes, sir. So I'm excited about seeing that journey for yourself. Speaking, yeah, I'm just excited to work with you, bro. Absolutely. Speaking of your journey, I just watched a music video. Tell me a little bit about this uh, this video that you got coming out, and when can we expect to see it on YouTube? All right. So the video comes out March 1st, and it's called "Built for This," and it features uh, my boy ABG. Um, what does that stand for? Albanian gangster. Nice, Albanian gangster. Who shot the video? My boy, uh, Christopher Hoffman. Um, he's a longtime friend. He's out of Port Huron, Michigan. Yeah, and he's self-taught, bro. He did everything he's learned. He just he picked the shit up and did it himself. And I tell him often, I was like, bro, I appreciate your talents, bro. Man, <laughs> we got to get him. If he's not busy, we got to get him busier. He's awesome, man. He's, he's really dope to work with. He's on point. He's professional, and he has such a creative, uh, creative eye for things. So, where did y'all shoot that video at? That video was shot in Lapeer, Michigan, which is um, um, about ten minutes from me, a little bit closer to Flint. I shot it downtown. I saw that. Um, now, was was your verse on like the 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 courthouse or the Capitol? Yeah. It's the it's the city's courthouse, like the most famous building in Lapeer. Okay. And the reason I did this because the song's called "Built for This," and it's actually the in- intro to my album "Phoenix." It's you know I named it "Built for This," and and, and I was like, this this video's got to be making a statement here. So I went <laughs> I went right by even where the police station's right next door with this big ass speaker, dude. I started jamming. You hear the shit going down the block. My <laughs> my boys were my boys were like, "Dude, what are you doing?" I was like, "Trust me." I was like, this this needs to happen. I was like, just let me do what I do. If the the cops did end up coming, which is funny, but I ended up um, making a making a fan out of the cops. So ah, that's hilarious. They're usually going to turn out to be fans in the long run. Yeah. And, uh, what, what about really, your boy? What about your boy ABG? Now, where was his film at? Was that on the front it, steps of the cathedral? Yeah, it's a Roman Catholic church. Um, oh, he. He comes from a really religious family, and and it really meant a lot to him to do that there, and kind of step out that 
that comfort zone mm-hmm. because when people see that they're gonna be like oh, i don't know man you know it's at a at a church this this and that and i'm like right. you know so how important has visual content been for you building your brand this ain't your first video right no, no. Um, it, I mean, to be honest, visually, it, it's everything um, moving forward. And and I'm learning that more because I'm so old school when, you know, when we used to, you know, really have it in our hands, sell CDs out the car, mm-hmm. you know, go do shows. And now it's, everything's digital, you know. Man, the internet, see- the internet killed the hustle. Yeah, no, legitly. And it's, um, it's been, it's been a struggle, but also a great blessing because I love to learn. And now that I'm learning how to use this stuff and, you know, put things out and seeing kind of like, there's a whole new world that just opened up to me. And I was just like, all right, let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? Um, is there any, is there any artist that you've had the opportunity to work with in the past year? That's like a, a real standout. Uh, to be honest, man, uh, the ones that I that I got coming are are OGs. Uh, I got the homie Big Small, man. Hey. Um, got him coming. Um, oh yeah, Alexander King. I got something from him coming. Nice. Um, I got my boy Big Lazy on a lot of hooks. Yeah, he's um, a, he's a great hook man. Yeah, man, Big Lazy's cool, man. Yeah, super. Um, cool. Other than other than that, I just I stick to myself, man. Right. No, I can respect that a whole lot, a whole lot. So if you had the opportunity, who would you want to work with maybe on your next project? There's two people. <laughs> All right, lay it on me. Uh, first one being Jelly Roll. I feel like me and that guy could make some amazing music based off our life experiences. Right. Um, secondly would be Savannah Dexter. She has a voice in knowing what she, some of what she's gone through in her life we would make great music together. Okay. So those are the two people I think. Um, That's probably not not far from being doable, you know. It's going to happen, man. Um, it's going to happen. Good. Good for you. I'm excited about that. Um, again, people are going to be like, what the fuck, man? Who's Bear? Where right. did Bear come from? Man, I'm telling <laughs> you, it's, bro, whenever I dove in on you as an artist, I was like, yo, this guy's been slept on. What's the, uh, so what's next out of the barrel for you? What have you got as far as your next release? All right, so I got a whole project called Phoenix, and it's about my my journey. My rose up, you know, I rose up from these ashes, man. So, and I start March first with the visual for built for this, and then every month I'm gonna drop a new single, and then I plan to release the album August fourth. How many tracks? Eleven. Man, so the whole year. Yes, sir. That's dope. That's dope. I love it. Is there gonna and be a visual it, with everything? Um, I'm, I'm going to space them out. I would like to do it to, you know, have a visual for every one of them. I think at some point I would like to do a project that way. And the more that I grow, I think those opportunities would be more doable. So absolutely. That'd be dope. Especially you keep collaborating with your visual guy. Now you're going to have some nice stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's he's, he's team, you know what I mean? Right. I, and that's one thing that I really like, uh, <laughs> in moving forward is I, I got the people, in, in my, you know, I wouldn't even call it a circle. I got a couple dots, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and I really believe in, you know, the less, the less complications, the better the situation. Mm-hmm. So looking into the future with your, with your third eye, where do you see the bear brand 
in like five years. I'm the I'm the first of my kind, so uh, it's gonna be you know eventually people are gonna have that that visual of me like damn just how they look at you like damn you're the OG of what you're doing. So in five years, you know I'm still gonna be one, you know one of one. Mm. Tell everybody out there, give us the rundown on where they can find Bear. You got a website? The website is in the works. It will be I am Bear at eight one zero at dot com um that that'll launch this week but as for right now all my social media platforms are i am bear 810 so you, so all of your socials what do you get down on the most are you a facebook guy you instagram cat you tweet um i instagram and facebook but instagram seems to be the main um the main handle that i i get the most success from okay and, uh, and i i just started a tiktok too that that's kind of um, learning that's kind of fun so right. you can follow me on tiktok too okay what about your youtube where can people find all your visuals yeah i am bear 810 across the board i am bear 810 man bear i appreciate you giving us the time tonight i appreciate you educating us on who you are where you from what you got going down and where we can find you in the future this your boy smo You've been listening to the Smo Nose Podcast. One more time, give it up for Bear. Bear, appreciate you coming out tonight, man, showing us some love. And uh, let's keep the creative ball rolling, man. Keep you in the pocket, all right? Yes, sir. It's all love, my brother. All right, G. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, boss. What's up, everybody? It's Joshua Clifton. Let me tell you something. We're back, baby. How'd you like that episode of Smo talking with our boy Bear? Good, right? Well, I got some more good stuff for you. Now that we're back, you need to hustle over to therealbigsmo.com. Therealbigsmo.com. Because that's where you're going to find everything Smo. You're going to find a way to do virtual meet and greets and everything from merch to shows coming up to everything you need to know to be in the know if you have any questions or concerns or you just want a little more info email us at smonosepodcast at gmail.com tell your friends about this podcast and let them know we're back we'll see you next time